0: Outside the main vault door for the most secure facility in the universe, a crew prepares for their ultimate heist. We have the muscle, the brains, the hacker, and a thief. She turns to her crew and she says, it's a clockwork plan with no room for variables. As their plan kicks into gear, the vault door explodes and then implodes and clatters to the ground as a tiny little ball of metal. As the smoke clears, a lone figure stands inside the room they're trying to enter. Okay, I lied, she says. One variable. Then she looks at the man standing alone in the room and says, Hello, Doctor. It's good to see you again. everybody and welcome to episode 410 of the game of rassilon i am your game missy riley silverman joining me as always is our doctor dan peck dan how are you i'm good how are you doing good doing good we had a nice little break from our last episode we're doing good joining me as also as always is of course our engineer michael nixon hello michael how are you
1: i'm still here
0: (laughs) no no, we're not doing that one this time that's, that's, that's next episode.
2: Oh, uh, hi. It's great to be here. Has no one put that sacred stone back in the, uh, the, the Ark of Death yet? Because that's the only thing that's going to imprison the demon that's possessed Michael once again.
1: No, the seal's broken, Ben. Ah, and uh, they played the tape where the guy was reading the book, and it's like, putting it in, though. I'm free. We just have to
0: love this new Michael. Well, that voice you just heard is Ben Padden, who is joining us episode playing a character we will meet in a moment. Hello, Ben. How are you? Yes.
2: Hello. I'm great. I think what it should actually be is there's always like some big thing that imprisons the demon. What if it's just actually like an action figure and you pull the tab out that separates the battery from the, the connecting, so that the toy can do the thing it does when you squeeze its legs or whatever? And that, so you put the tab pulling back that in. tab out. You can't put the tab back in. That's the thing. So the demon is... That you could have tried. He squeezes legs and the, the mouth moves and how tightly you squeeze affects whether he yells the word or just says the word quietly. It's good stuff.
0: Okay. We'll see how... We'll, we'll call R&D and see how they feel about it. Yeah. And finally, uh, patiently waiting her chance to speak <laughs> is, of course, Joe kate Lay. Hello, Joe. How are you?
3: Hi. I'm super excited for this one.
0: Sounds like it.
3: <laughs> it's true. Okay. I get to bring my southern gentilities to this game.
0: Yeah, so not unlike last episode, where we had Dan playing a character that's not the Doctor. This time around we have Joe and Ben playing members of this heist crew, and we'll meet them in character momentarily. I yeah, it's just again, like I said, it's a fun way to let your players still be part of the game, but they'll do some side quests. So uh so yeah, Ben and Carrie are Ben <laughs> Ben and Joe are not <laughs> playing Carrie and Lita this episode, but Dan is playing the Doctor again. From a doctor's perspective, the last time we saw him, he was also returned to his body. He was just given a pretty big, important bit of information from his friend Ro, which was probably a little bit troubling for him. And suddenly the confession dial that was placed into his TARDIS moved his ship to a seemingly unknown location. And as it happened, he watched as the TARDIS left Carrie and leaded behind somewhere safe from his perspective, perhaps All he knows is that they vanished from his TARDIS. And now, Doctor of a TARDIS has materialized again inside a secure vault. As you step out of your TARDIS, you are in what looks like a small waiting room that has a very comfortable looking convertible futon. It's currently in couch position. And nearby, there is a statue that comprises of a bulky almost like granite or stone looking base and there's like a kind of a stick coming out of it and there's a larger one above it and appearing in that sorry a smaller stone the one below it and appearing in the middle of that stone is a hologram of an older human man's face and that man says please hold
4: oh there's no bit of music I, i love when there's a bit of music along with this
0: Apologies, there is not currently music scheduled for this section of the database. That's
4: fine. I can hum if I need to. And I think the doctor's just still, like, you know, taking this all in, looking
0: around. Okay. How long, what do you? What did the doctor do while, while he's waiting in this room? He's humming, and what else is he doing? Uh, I mean, you have to test the couch. If there's a
4: couch... <laughs> It's it's Chekhov's couch rule. If you introduce a couch in Act One, you have to test it. So
2: I think the doctor. So goes Dan, the couch
0: eats you and you die. I'm sorry. uh So well, Ben, it's, you're playing doctor pleasure. now. Yeah, and, hang yeah. on a
2: minute, I had a sheet ready. Okay. The ca- so- oh, the couch
0: was a mimic. Oh, that always <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah. That always happens. Always consider mimics. All right. So the couch, the couch is nice. It's actually less comfortable than it looks like it would be. The way futons often are. you like, oh, it looks like it'd be nice and cushy, and then you lay on it, and there's just that one support beam. You're like you can tell that like after a long period of time that's just going to go right into your back and just mess some stuff up.
4: Oh, I, if I if this were my futon, I would most certainly give it away to a friend.
0: <laughs> I would find it on my buy nothing Facebook group. <laughs> I would be sleeping on it. That's a funny reference—the fact that Dan gave his futon to Michael.
2: All right. <laughs> I am on buy nothing Galactic Sector Four, and uh, there's a great futon on here.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think every time though the Doctor like goes to lie down, sort of like feet up on the couch he thinks better about putting his shoes on there but then also like we'll do that thing where you like half look up to see is is the stone ready for me
0: yet it's like when you're
4: cooking and you're keeping an eye on the timer kind of
0: it it keeps saying please hold all right whenever you whenever you address it it goes it goes we are not ready to greet you yet please hold and Uh, finally when you feel like your patience is is there anything else you're gonna do no i was just gonna keep walking around okay Eventually, you hear voices from outside, kind of muffled. You can't really place them. And then the vault door explodes and then implodes and then clatters to the ground as a tiny ball of metal. The smoke clears, revealing an elite heist crew who steps in and a woman who, in my mind, is being played by Gugu Mbatha-Raw. That's who I'm picturing as his character. Oh my and she's,
3: gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I've been sitting on that for a while. So she's dressed in what I can only describe as, like, space aviator. Like, she's very much like, she has, like, a vest. She has, like, some sort of, like, night vision goggles that look like aviator goggles. She's very like very heisty and she says okay I lied one variable hello doctor it's good to see you again hello um, if you're looking
4: for hold music there isn't any
0: oh, there's never old music I know uh,
4: anyway uh come on in welcome uh, maybe you can tell me where I am who you are you know and me wait oh I sorry Yes, the Doctor. You know, if you know me, I sometimes meet people out of order, so please don't take it personally. It's how, I, it's how I met my wife. Uh, I won't take seven seasons to tell you how that came
2: about, but- I think you will. <laughs> All right, uh, Liv. Just
0: calm down. Yeah, Liv, he's probably right. I probably met him in his future, my past, but hello. Wait. So, to meet you again, uh, I am Melissa Phoenix, and this is my friend Liv. Liv Decker. Hello, Liv. So Liv, say hello to the Doctor. Hey, hi, hi. I'm, I'm Liv Decker. Pleasure. And this is Decker Liv. Howdy. Pleasure. Won't be confusing at all. And here's Ker Liv Decker. Hello. Uh, you... Wait, this is... Th-
1: you call yourself The Doctor? Well, that's, that's who I am. I, I am The Doctor. Alright. Okay.
4: Yeah,
0: I, I've, I've, I've been running into this a lot lately, yeah. Ker, don't... You can't always trust the comment section, it's fine. He's actually very nice, and I think might be very helpful for us, so...
1: All right. Okay.
0: I will try my best on that first one, and no promises on the
4: second. He's got to be better than WebMD. <laughs> oh, not that kind of doctor.
2: Nope. Nope. Oh no. So, so the other the type of doctor that we we were originally thinking. Then I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, do both? Do do all three of you want to describe your characters? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. So Livdeck is uh, extremely pale. Uh, male in sort of a flight suit looking thing, has reflective eyes. And Doctor, you will recognize that this is a uh, Orion synthetic, uh, which is a android uh, who rebelled from the humans and uh, went off to the uh, Orion constellation to form their own society. Not unlike the Cylons, but not. <laughs> I cannot be clear enough but this is from a Big Finish audio. I didn't make this up.
0: Do you have a plan? No. Uh, no. All right. Uh, and then uh, live Decker. By the way, I just want to point out, by the way, these character names came from the players. And at one point, they did discuss a way of making them make sense. And I refused to allow it. So <laughs> the, this was like, at one point, I think I think Joe was like, oh, maybe they're cousins. And I'm like, no, I, yeah, I refuse cousins. to let you give this narrative explanation. There's no narrative thread as to why this. I, I refuse to allow you to justify this with narrative. That's what I said. Yep, exactly. So, Joe, why don't you describe Decker live to us?
3: So, Decker is your typical space cowboy from space Texas. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a good southern gentleman, he is short on words, but long on spurs. Which that's true. Those are pretty iconic to his work wear, which are attached to these awesome little rocket launchers that allow Decker to hover if Decker ever needs to. And then also a signature thing about decker is that he is a conscientious objector if you'd like to know more about that do a quick little google it's pretty awesome uh so he wears gun holsters that are purposefully empty and of course a stetson if y'all are like didn't assume that the stetson and the cowboy boots were happening and chaps like i don't need to explain that to y'all y'all know that's already happening
0: can i say that i love that two episodes back to back we ended up with space cowboys but independent of each other because neither like i didn't know, i i allowed ben and joe and michael to each describe, create their own character for this and i love that i also let dan create his character for the previous episode and everyone came up with space cowboy this is the best thing ever <laughs> ben what did you what do you have Let's Explain us uh live decker to us ben
2: yeah Liv decker is uh about six foot tall humanoid has uh red skin and white hair, which is kind of shaved into kind of a kind of almost kind of tight military shave, but it's kind of grown out a little bit. His his attire he's very it's very to the point. Like he's wearing kind of uh, I don't want to say like almost want to say tactical, but it's like every, everything's about fun, uh, like form and function for him. So he's he's wearing this kind of tight uh, tight uniform, cargo pants. He has a rifle and a uh, like a space sci-fi rifle and a bandolier of like ammo packs he needs to reload. He's uh, kind of, a, he's very kind of grim and determined, but with a faint sadness in his eyes, such so as might suggest a tragic
0: backstory. And as you say, everyone looks off in the distance and wistfully thinks about what might be happening. So Doctor, you said, what was the last thing you said? Where am I? What's going on? Can you repeat that again? How would you say it? You said something something along those lines. Uh, yeah, I think it was... Nice to meet you, where am I, who are you,
4: and what are we doing here? <laughs>
0: okay, so she says, nice to see you again, you're on the database, I'm Melissa, and I met you, you mentioned you met my friends, and we're robbing the place. And she sits down on the futon and crosses her legs and kind of like takes off the gloves that she was wearing and sets them down on the table then just in front of her.
4: Oh, uh, well, I... I don't want to get in your way unless you're robbing someone who
0: doesn't deserve to be robbed. Who are we robbing? Do you not know the database? I'm, I'm actually going to say you do know what this is, Dan, because you are a doctor. The database is the sort of mirror opposite of the library. It, it started around the same time as a library, but instead of being a public space where everyone can go for knowledge, it's instead a private vault, essentially, of all the known knowledge in the universe. It's a highly controlled secret facility that contains vast, vast, vast amounts of information. It is, it is not typically populated, whereas the library was known to be like a world with continents full of information people come access. This is tightly controlled and secured. It's one of the most secure information. It's, it's essentially the beacon of information security throughout the galaxy and the universe. Oh, uh, quite, a, quite a fun little hub we find ourselves in. Yes, well, we all have things we want to know, and this is the place to go to find them, so...
4: Oh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that information should be shared and not hoarded, uh, unless it's dangerous, but then even still people have a right to know. Uh, it's a very complicated. What are you trying to steal? What 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 would you like to know? Because, frankly, I would like to know what you would like to know.
0: We all have our reasons for being here. Let's just put it that way for now. Ooh, I,
4: I love a bit of, of, of mystery and anonymity. It's a, You know who I am. I'm in a library. This reminds me of quite a long time ago.
0: I like you. I mean, we've met before and I liked you then. I like you more now. so it's fine. Are we gonna get moving or what? We're on a tight schedule here. That's true. We do have to get moving before the security forces uh, take back over.
3: Yep. Not a lot of time in the plan for all this chit-chat.
0: So currently we're in a room that's like an entryway point and there is more space to go. There is this statue with the head floating on it and the hologram. And I think there's a second vault door that feels a little more reinforced, so we can't pop it open the same way we did the last one, so... Doctor, I think you seem like you might have a quandary of yourself to solve, so do you want to tag along with us? Lend a hand?
4: Can't say no to that. Yeah? Well, what's your team missing? You have have your brains, you have your muscle, you have have your funny person. I mean, what
0: what role can I fill in this adventuring party? Oh, I think you might be a fun little... Note of Chaos seems like a little fun thing for you. I don't know why I'm making her Vosh from Next Generation, but that's kind of like, I'm kind of having that happen. No, I did. Do. If I doctor. could have three thumbs up, I would, Riley. So, <laughs> yeah, just please. You a story
2: point.
0: <laughs> oh, as a reminder, I gave a story point to you, Ben, last game to use in yeah. this game if you want. And we'll also, see. Dan, you got a story point, I think, I gave you last time as well. I, I believe remember. it was Maybe Michael. I and Michael. also Michael. Michael. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Michael. Yes. In fact, Dan, you lose a story point. Okay, no, so, <laughs> so she, I, I don't want... Melissa to be the one controlling the events, because then I'm just railroading you all. So I think it's like, she's she's the leader of the thieves, but she's also the DM's, like, NPC, so I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, have her be the, like, complete, yeah. But it's like, well, Doctor, you tend to be a little bit of an agent of chaos yourself, so why don't you surprise us? I have a feeling this is gonna work out one way or the other.
4: And I think with, like, an, he gives her a knowing wink and goes over to the uh, stone podium. I don't know what's the best way to
0: describe this thing. The the, the, the the Oh the best way to describe it is literally the statues from the library, except okay. for with a hologram face instead of a human face on the end of it. I thought <gasps> okay. I was being blatantly clear with it, uh, but you're right. <laughs> no, I episode hasn't I, aired since the mid two thousands, it's fair to know to not know. Oh yeah, the thing yeah. turns
2: around and it's the face of the guy from once upon a time on it. Yeah. I mean this is a different this is a hologram of a face, yeah.
4: Yeah, so the yeah, the doctor goes back over to, to the hologram and it's like, Uh, p- pardon me, any update as to when we might be uh, getting any information from you? Please hold. And I take out my Sonic, and I'm going to fast forward
0: this machine. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to make your roll for that. I'm going to make you use one of the story points in the Sonic for that. But, yeah. Basically, you, you press it, and you see, please hold, please hold, please hold, please hold, please hold, and you get the feeling it would have been like hours and hours of this. And maybe it was hours already for you before this happened, but eventually it finally gets to a place where it's like, you have been approved for entry into the database. Wonderful. Do I get a, do I get a punch card for that? Do I get some sort of badge? <laughs> please hold. Oh, no!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can we hurry this along? We, uh, we don't have long.
0: Yeah, I think what happens is is because you were speeding it up, the doors come open, and now you see them closing again. So they're actually closing pretty quickly.
4: All right, All right I'm, I'm going to do a slide. I'm going to do a very tenth Doctor, eleventh Doctor. Uh, I think I have control over my body, but I'm a well, I'm not lanky because I'm short, but I'm very awkward, and I'm going to basically att- attempt to slide and then hold the door open.
0: Slide and hold the door. Okay, so. I was gonna have everybody roll, but I'll have a doctor do this first. Doctor, roll for me coordination and athletics.
4: That'd be a 14 with no magic numbers.
0: Okay. I think that you were able to slide. You are able to slightly hold the door, but it's not gonna be for long. But I will give everybody else a chance now. Everyone else needs to roll coordination athletics, and let me know if you rolled below a 12 and if you have bad numbers.
2: I rolled 12 on the dot with
0: a six. Okay. With your yes, and I'll say that you are able to help the doctor roll keep the door open. Okay. So you, because you're, you're kind of like the muscle, so you use your strength. You're stronger than the doctor physically, I think. So you're able to help him o- hold the door open. Okay. So everybody else, I'll say you can get a plus two to your rolls.
1: Oh, well, then in that case, I got a
0: fourteen.
3: I'm at fifteen.
0: Okay. So the only one who didn't get through, I think, is Melissa. Let's see here. Six plus. Wait. Oh, she did. She got. She had a five. So Melissa would not have gotten through if we hadn't had that plus two because she had an 11. So I think what happens is Melissa gets through, the door starts to close, it kind of starts to catch on her foot, and then I think the Doctor and Liv together are able to kind of like pull her foot out.
2: Perfect.
0: <sighs> and she goes, not the closest crate we've ever had, huh, Doctor? So... This is, by the way, I'm going to give credit to Michael for this awesome design. The way this base is laid out is this is not, there isn't, like, you you saw the map, I'll say, when you were in the, or, actually, I think one of you would probably have the map. Which one of you heist people wishes to have the map?
3: It would be me, right? Because I'm the strategist, so I
0: would be the one with the map. That makes sense. You're right. That's a good call. And take a right point for figuring out what your character is supposed to be. Thanks! That's actually good. <laughs> so, the layout of this base is essentially a meditation maze so there's not a myriad of potential paths there's one way forward throughout it and things will be happening as you go through it that is the like layout of it so you know you can just keep going straight and you will eventually get to the center of the maze
3: well looks like this place is built like a tumbleweed round let's go
0: I like that we're all eventually, we're all taking turns playing our own Chet Vagabond impressions. <laughs> <and then we're laughs> Can I just say, I love this crew. You are
4: all just such interesting people. This is fun. I am having a good time. I should be skeptical of you, but it's just a blast. Well, We're not used to
2: talkers here.
1: You almost had a compliment there, Doctor. Well done. Three
2: quarters
0: of the way. All right, let's scoot.
2: Yeah, we're a regular morning zoo. Can we keep this moving, please?
0: <laughs> sorry, we need to take some phone calls from uh, from Hiram and from... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else was calling morning zoos in the need We got George from Cincinnati here, a
1: longtime listener, first-time <laughs> caller. Uh, Kerr is doing this bit as he's looking, like, for the next door or some sort of interface <laughs> panel.
0: And Melissa's like, here's Haywood Banks with toast. All right, so we... I, that my, That was a deep cut. I'm sorry, everybody. All right. Respect. As you step through, you start to get... Actually, I want to have someone make an, uh, an awareness and intuition roll. Whoever thinks they'll be the person to do that can make it.
3: I guess that would be me with the map, right? Since I'm in the front.
0: Yeah, this is more like a perception check. So anyone who like would be the person who would oh. be like making those kind of things would be... So I think you should make it, but I think I could also I, see... I
2: think Liv is probably also making that check because he's on high alert for like threats and stuff. So you said awareness and intuition... Yeah. So I'm starting with a five, and I'm ending with an eight, and one of my dice was a one.
3: Okay. Oh, yakasha! That's, uh, well, I rolled an 11, and one of those was a six. I'm at a total of 16, baby.
0: With a six. Okay. Yeah. So, Liv, I think you are having a hard time making out what sounds are things in the hallways and what sounds are, like, pieces of information that are, like, computer systems that are running. Because I will say, up and down the walls, everywhere you're looking, there are servers, there are, like ports that can be accessed there's like computer terminals there's all sorts of information there's like lights going up and down someone essentially took like the server room of a space and turned it into a doctor who set for this case so there's like instead of your typical corridor to go up and down it's essentially a series of servers that have been set dressed to look like a little bit more futuristic
1: you know the crypto is just dead they're using one of those old crypto mines as a set it's yeah it's great it's just servers in a wall
0: Hey, Michael, remember how earlier I told you not to bring up NFTs at any point during this? I I didn't. (laughs) Okay, fair. I I think this, this looks a combination, I would say it's a combination of an actual server bay and a bunch of parts that they bought from the Star Trek... People to make the Borg like cubes It has that kind of thing. It's like you, just like there's definitely the like circle with all the like electricity going through. It. That's normally their stasis chambers, but they're just being used as like set decoration.
4: Incredible. I think the Doctor might know. Like walking past a couple of these servers, like oh, I know it's on that one. Uh, that that that's. Why are they hiding this? It's like, at a glance, like, without even seeing the information, it's like, ooh, that one has that one has a treasure map in it.
0: <laughs> I would say it's less that they're hiding it and more that they're trying to collect as much information. So some things yeah. are hidden, some things are not, but the idea is more, this is the place to preserve all known yeah. information so that things are if backed up and saved and special and secure. And all the Doctor sees is blonde, brunette, redhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's walls that are just binary code. So... Decker, with your very high yes and roll, you hear what sounds like hydraulic feet somewhere not far off in the distance from where you are. It's a little bit dark, so you can't see fully ahead, but you hear the echoes of like footsteps walking and it's like the kind of vibe to it.
3: Well, I hope you guys aren't shaking like a rabbit during a coyote supper time because there's something coming
2: and it's big. I love it so much. I wasn't shaking, but now you've said that, what you've done there is you've put an ominous air into the atmosphere. And now I'm cacking my pants. <laughs> so, do y'all keep going forward, or what do you do? Uh, I think that Liv Decker is going to. Um, I think that he is kind of on high alert now. So, I think he, he's like his his gun is up, and he's on. He's just on alert for something to you know round the corner.
0: Okay, and as you are doing that, around the corner comes a trio of robots. Of robots and robots. They robots and they are essentially reused props from the episode of I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's the emoji robots from the episode with the emoji robots. Oh, smile, smile, yeah. Smile. So these these three robots with instead of having emojis on their face, they have the map, the like meditation mm. spiral and they come around the corner and the only one who's like really definitely ready for them is decker because Liv, you're getting your gun ready but because of your one i think you're still fumbling Mm. you're a little bit spooked so you're not quite there doctor you also think had a one didn't you yep so you're you're caught there's so much overload that you're like not ready to process this and i'm not going to cheat and give melissa anything because i didn't roll for her so yeah these three robots are coming towards you what do you do
3: Question about the robots. Um, how do they sense other beings around them? Are they Do they pick up by sound? Is it by sight? Because I have an idea, but it absolutely does not work if these robots have visual <laughs> abilities.
0: I'm going to say, because you are the brains here, Decker, and you know you're the strategist going into this, I'm going to say you know that these robots actually function on emotion. They are able to detect as people get anxious or as people get nervous or things like that, they got pick it. up on that. So okay. I think that's part of why they reacted was because Liv got a little bit freaked out.
3: Got it. If you got a snake in your boot, you better quiet it right now. Everybody be as cool as your mother's lemonade on a nice day in July. That means shoot it.
2: This is not helping Liv Decker's anxiety.
3: Liv, I could sense you shaking your boots back there. Shut it. I'm not
2: wearing boots. I'm wearing tactical crocs.
3: Leave. Leave.
4: don't make me speak again. I I think (laughs) by now the doctor is finally paying attention to the rest of the party and sees these robots coming. It says, "Uh, no, uh, 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 Decker is right. These, uh, these These robots sense emotion. So if you can be calm, so much so the better. Even if you can fake it.
0: So, what are you all going to try to do to mute your emotions?
3: Decker's going to start seeing Liv's favorite song. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam, <laughs> and the deer and the antelope play, where seldom
2: is heard and a discouraging,
3: discouraging
4: and word, and the skies is not cloudy all, like all, day. Day. Why all day. day. Why are we doing this? Um, it's fun. Home, it's calming. Home on the range. I want
0: everyone to make a presence and subterfuge roll. This is to see how well you're able to kind of like mute your own emotions. I'm going to say everybody but Decker is going to get a plus 2 on this because oh. Decker is doing a thing to benefit you.
2: Um I would propose my character having uh having a negative instead of a positive um because I think my character is not going to be able to is is not going to do a good job of kind of stifling their emotion.
0: Yeah, I actually did the same thing for Melissa, uh, and so she actually had a negative, and she also rolled a one on hers. <gasps> oh, you guys are
3: so saved by my butt.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't, Uh-oh. I don't know, Riley. I, I rolled two sixes.
0: Okay. Well, but you're rolling for yourself. You're not rolling for everybody else's emotions. I, so.
3: Touché, but cannot my my presence alone
0: be encouraging? Okay, because you roll two sixes, I do think two <laughs> sixes is kind of like spending a bunch of story points and that you kind of have a little bit of control over the narrative. So I'm going to say that what happens is this is what happens in a row. Yes. You start to sing and then Liv freaks out a little bit because what you're doing is actually making him more anxious. Um, Melissa, for other reasons, like her emotions spike a little bit. And the the three robots start going after Liv and Melissa like pretty quickly. And now I'm going to say that because of your high roll, I'm going to let you tell me how Decker resolves the situation. Oh! Also, I got a one. You got a one. Okay, so the doctor, Melissa, the doctor, and, two. Yeah, yeah okay. so there's three. I'm saving the, how everyone. Do, how did how how Care do? I got two ones. <laughs> okay, so I am really rolling for everyone. Okay, so everybody, but, everybody but Decker yeah. did great. Yeah. So I think what's happening yeah. is everybody. I think what's happening is one person's freaking out, the robots start to attack, like, their display turns red. Right. And there's, like, like, there's a target. And what's happening is, as one happens, everybody else starts to freak out. The only person who's not freaking out is calm, peaceful warrior Decker. Everybody but Decker was unable to, like, suppress their emotions. And in fact, it was kind of like that, like, don't think about elephants thing. And next thing you know, all you can think about elephants, like everybody else was like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So that's what was happening. And Decker was just able to be cool as a cucumber. So we're essentially in a conflict, Mm -hmm. but because you rolled so well and you got Mm -hmm. both yes ands, Mm -hmm. I'm giving you narrative control. So tell me how you resolve this. Like whatever you say happens here is what happens to these robots.
3: Decker, obviously at the sound of everybody's chaos, sits down in a meditative position and starts clinking his spurs in rhythm like a meditation chant and he just starts going home clink <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is repetitive and in the process of this the robots I don't know, like, I, there's somehow the robots get, like, join in the meditation circle. It just becomes a calming circle. It's like a calming circle with witches, but instead of magic, this is the power of meditation.
0: Okay. what is it, What does it do to affect the robots?
3: Well, I think the robots, like, catch on. They love meditation, right? So they, they start sitting crisscross applesauce, just like Decker, and they start humming along. And they all harmonize to make a lovely quartet. Is that how many robots there are?
0: There were three. Plus Decker? Yeah.
3: Yes. Oh, I guess correctly. Error. Quartet. Mm, here we go. Okay. And yeah, I'm hoping I... that at this point, Decker has like one of his eyes open and is nudging for everybody to get while well, this situation is being handled, because obviously everybody is failing at this, but Decker.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of imagining... If, if I may, uh, and yeah. I think Ben and Michael will appreciate this, the moment in the Super Mario Bros. movie when they're on the elevator and they start making the Goombas <laughs> dance with each other until eventually they're all just <laughs> doing that dance and then they can sneak out of the elevator because they're mm-hmm. being ignored. That's what's happening here. As these robots are starting to join in the music and harmonize, and this is the emotion they're picking up on. So it's not so much that you're suppressing your emotions as much as you're projecting it so strongly that yes. they are now being like infected by it as well.
3: That is a- absolutely what I was going for.
0: That's perfect. Does everybody else choose to sneak by as this is happening or what's what's happening? What, what are you all choosing to do in this moment? I know Melissa is like getting out because she knows that she's compromised and she wants to get past the situation as fast as possible.
2: Yeah, Liv Decker's absolutely following Melissa's lead.
4: Yeah, I think the doctor is going to sort of be the second to last person to go, sort of helping maybe guide everyone else while Decker is doing this. And then the doctor would go and then sort of signal to Decker... You know, come on. Great job. Come
1: on. Kerr is going to go straight for the the door with Melissa as well, I think.
3: Once Decker notices that everybody's out, he stands up and bows with prayer hands because he's a a real practicing and says, Namaste, my brothers. We will meet again on this plane. Namaste. And leaves.
0: Yeah. All right. So you all clear this room. You're able to get past it to another chamber and as you get past it, there's like a door that closes behind you and you are now one step further along in this maze and you have successfully completed the first section. So, congratulations. I think the doctor is uh, strangely like, almost questioning
4: himself. Like, why was I so anxious and kind of for the moment realizes, oh yeah, I'm not just robbing a place I was sent here with dire circumstances and it's like, oh, maybe that affected me more than I realized. I like that. I like your
0: pain. No, I... Yeah, so you're... I like your pain. Exactly. <laughs> Two hearts, it's twice the worry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh. You head to another hallway and this hallway feels like it's using history and information that it has on all of you against you. So, as you're going down through it, I'm gonna roll a d6 to see who is affected by it. There's like there's something in the air, it's sort of like a neuro-psychic like psychic link is happening here, and you're all being picked up on by it.
2: Hold up, everyone. I can feel it calling in the air tonight. Hold on.
0: <laughs> then
2: you hear the doctor's two hearts.
0: <laughs> boom,
4: boom, boom, boom,
0: boom, 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 boom. <laughs> all right. So, I roll it a d6. I got a five, which is Michael's character. So, care. You suddenly are overcome with the feeling of waking up in a laboratory, and all around you are shattered models of other androids that look identical to you.
1: Not again. Not again. Anybody else seeing? Uh. Uh. What?
4: What are you seeing? Tell me.
1: the lab. I woke up in um
2: Uh, this is a corridor we're in a corridor did you wake up in a corridor i've had nights like that no
1: i woke up in a morgue um
2: oh i've done that before Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Kurt.
4: listen to the sound of my voice just concentrate on the sound of my voice okay you are you are safe you you are not in a laboratory you are in well basically a dungeon full of death traps that's not helping, but That's not, you, focus I, on, hang on my voice right now. Focus on your <laughs> friends, everyone, please. And the doctor gestures to everyone. It's like, please re- reassure Kerr that that we are here for them.
0: Okay, doctor, make a presence and convince roll. And care make a awareness and intuition roll. And I'm going to say at a negative one because the doctor said you are in a lab covered in death traps. Ooh. That's a 17 for me. Nice. Okay, so Doctor is being very reassuring. You do you do feel, aside from that one weird off comment, you do feel pretty reassured.
1: Uh, I got a, a 15 with a 6.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that you're able to pull through. I think that, you know, you are an android, so I think you have a little bit of a stronger logical sense to yourself than maybe other people would. So you are able to understand that you are being led astray by a vision.
1: Of course, the atmospheric technobabble is misaligned. Anywho, uh, right, sorry, corridor, of course. Let's just, yeah. Um, B- but before we go any
4: further, everyone, I ooh. want you to, I want everyone to look at one another right now.
2: Look to look to the person to your left, then look to the person to your right. One of you will not be making it to the center of the data. Wait, what? Hopefully not that last bit, but I... All of you, we,
4: we need to shore up our mental defenses. So know that we are in a corridor, all of us together. Whatever nightmares or horrible scenarios you may imagine, remember what is real right now. This is real. Your friends, your coworkers, the stranger, and he, the doctor points to himself we are all real and we are, we are all in this together.
0: As you're saying this, Doctor, you are aware that Melissa has now stopped and is frozen, similar to how Care was a moment ago, and you see, like, one tear, like, rolling down her cheek. Melissa, can can you tell me what you see? She's not responding to you. She's kind of like, she's, like, in the vision. She's, like, not speaking out loud. She's, like, in whatever it is. All right, I, I don't like to do this without the other person knowing
4: I'm going to, but, and the Doctor's going to put two fingers on his temple and the other hand on her temple and say contact. And I want to psychically interface with her. I'm
0: having her resist. So go ahead and make a, I'm going to have you make a contested presence and intuition roll. I think, I don't know, what I don't know what this would be, but I think, I think presence and intuition, I'm going to have her resist it. You I, know th- yeah, I think, I think gonna, in, intuition is good. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to automatically fail. Uh, Because
4: if if there's some sort of resistance happening, I think that's more interesting.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that I think whatever is happening, you get that she desperately does not want you in her head. Maybe I get like almost like a bit of a psychic headache feedback, like not actually like damage, but like, oh, I know there's something
4: there's something happening right now. And and this is not shops closed. Yeah, this is not the solution to this problem.
0: Yeah. I think actually, I think by doing like trying to force your way into her brain, you actually made it worse because then she like retreated inside herself more for a second. Uh, so
4: I turn to the rest of the party. and say, "Look, uh, you you all know Melissa. Tell tell me things about her that, that you know, and then hopefully she can hear you, and we can bring her back."
1: She, she pays uh, well. That's, yeah, that's gonna be tricky. We are work. Colleagues, hang on one second. I know though. him;
0: he's a friend from work. Says,
2: yeah. <laughs> I am a ten ninety nine employee. We are not like such. Social- yeah. <laughs> not socialize.
3: She smells the best. Did, she is the only one who showers.
2: Did,
4: did you all come on here? Come here together on a ship? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is she she's the captain, correct? She's well, in she of likes us. to call herself kind of a flat the captain. T- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that was S4 coming. <laughs> Uh, describe her workstation. Well, it's clean, like she is. All right. Neatness. Okay. What else? Anything we can use? Uh, She smells good. She smells good. Because, go- as okay. I said, she's the only one who showers. Clean. Uh, bo- both professionally and hygienically. Okay. What else? What else? Does she tell jokes? Does she have a favorite movie? A favorite. Oh, no, a favorite I song? don't think she's. She, don't think she's
2: really she, that she, funny. She loves Coyote Ugly. She's just all about that movie. <laughs> That's true. That is she's
3: true. She's got it on she, DVD.
2: She's got it on Blu-ray. She's got a VHS copy. She likes to
4: dance on bars. The the early 2000s version or the 3129 remake?
2: Oh, the original, oh, obviously. We don't, would, come we don't talk about the right. remake, and we also don't talk about the, the short-lived TV series from the early it's 22nd true. century.
1: We also don't talk about the Quibi 2 short run It just didn't happen. You know what I mean?
4: And I'm hoping sort of
1: like this atmosphere that the doctor is
4: sort of generating that it's it's like almost making some sort of psychic
0: indentation to assure Melissa that, you
4: know, we are here for her and this is real.
0: Okay, I'm going to have her make a presence and awareness roll. So she said a 14. I'm going to say, yeah, I think she's able to pull through it. I think that you were able to get her out of it and... She still has that tear, and she shakes her head, and she's like, Oh, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Sorry. I, I pull out a handkerchief and hand it to her, and I say, You have absolutely nothing to apologize for. She takes it, and she kind of, like, yeah, wipes it away. And she's like, Always a gentleman, aren't you? Even when you're not. Do you need, do you need a moment before we, we go on? I know you have a mission, but I,
4: you, I, I'm not that kind of doctor, but your health comes first.
0: Oh, I know exactly what kind of doctor you are. And then she, like, winks at you and then keeps walking. <laughs> The doctor looks over his
4: shoulder to see if there's someone behind him that she was winking at and then is surprised when realizes, "Oh wait, no, she was
2: winking at me." Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty, boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you keep you keep going and I'm going to do another roll to see if anybody else gets affected by this emotional hallway. Emotional hallway. All right, doctor. Suddenly, you start to hear the Retirement Day speech that's been haunting you since it played at the fair. And as it plays, Doctor, you just start to feel that, like, pit in your stomach of, like, how you felt when this moment that you let happen really came back to burn you a little bit. And the gravity of it, how you chose not to fight back because you thought that was the course of action, but how it still ended up causing some pretty big problems.
4: Yeah, I think the doctor is, you know, this latest journey that the doctor has been going through is is quite the ordeal. It's, you know, for countless amount of time, the doctor has been the person the universe relies on and to essentially let everyone down. This, this is hitting the doctor really hard. And I, I think almost as a way to counteract this, he's going to start to get angry rather than helpless and it's not exactly a healthy way to feel but it's sort of almost like a coping mechanism right now to sort of save him from spiraling
0: Ooh. okay go ahead and make a what did i have you do a res, awareness and presence let's see if you're able to break free of this okay uh, that's a
4: 17 with no no ones or sixes. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Yeah, you were able to get very angry. And as you do, you break free of this. Do you say or do anything to communicate what you're seeing or what you're feeling when this happens?
4: I think, you know,
0: this is not the best thing to
4: do for an audio medium. But I think the expression on the doctor's face, like the, the others who are possibly observing him, kind of see like his jaw really tense up and his eyes Closed tighter and if you look at his hands like he's white knuckled kind of and then just you know manages to open his eyes but you know his hands have not opened yet like he's still feeling that anger and that tenseness you know it's gonna take a bit to move past that but he he sees the others and says i'm fine we we should we should keep going and i think i think i think immediately doesn't even wait for him to respond and just starts walking take takes point and starts walking
0: Okay, I think at this point you all have have been able to clear the emotional hallway. So you you get through this and the door closes behind you. But because there is a creature among you who is emanating a lot of extreme anger right now, you hear the sound of more robots coming towards you. And this time they already have the red lights on and they are like ready to fire.
4: Yeah, so I think the doctor still has very similar sort of like he knows that he is the problem right now, so he kind of like puts a hand out and says, Stay behind me.
0: And the doctor... I think we're going to stop real quickly and we're going to move into what's a conflict at this point. So, because these these, these robots are hostile. There's no stopping them from being hostile at this point. They are already... They have been alerted to hostility by what you have done. So, everyone... So, we have our situation now. We have robots that are coming. You've all just avoided a room that was full of emotion. But now you're back to yourselves again. And the doctor is angry. So... Who wants to be a talker, a doer, a mover? It's a talkers, movers, doers, fighter? That's the order? Yeah, talkers, movers, doers, fighters.
3: Yeah, I think Decker's going to move to the back of the pack. As a conscientious objector, he doesn't partake in violence.
0: Okay. Is anyone going to be a doer?
4: I am. What are you going to do? Basically take a breath and try to move past this anger.
0: Okay. And Kara, what are you doing?
1: Uh, I want to try and hack into the network of the the sort of server space that is controlling the emoji
0: bots.
2: Okay, and Liv, you're going to be a fighter? I'm absolutely, yeah. My uh, uh, gun's ready, knees weak, arms ready, there's vomit on my sweater already, mom's spaghetti. He looks nervous, but he's calm and ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Don't just
1: picture guns that fire like laser spaghetti.
0: (laughs) I love
1: that. There's no no
0: Dr. Fife. All right, so (laughs) I think obviously the robots are all fighters, and Melissa's going to be a fighter. So Decker moves to the back, and the next thing we had was our doer. Doctor, I'm going to make a presence and awareness to see if you're able. I'm actually, Doctor, I'm going to make a presence and resolve check to see if you're able to calm yourself down enough to center yourself to turn off the attack.
2: I like that. I like that. Jinx. I said it first.
0: So I got a 14, but one of them was a one. Okay, I think with a one, I think you are starting to calm down. I don't think it's enough to stop the current turn of events. So I think that like you you can see it. You can you can kind of feel the anger flowing out of you a little bit. But you definitely know that like it's not enough yet to stop these robots care. What are you going to do as far as trying to hack the planet? Uh, well, first of all,
1: I'm going to hashtag hack the plant. No, um, I would like to try to hack the emoji bots' sensors and reflect the, their detection of the doctor's emotions, so they think that they like the the robots themselves are generating those emotions. I'm Ooh. gonna try and like flip the switch,
0: reverse the polarity, if you will, <laughs> of the of the mental flow. Okay, I'm gonna have oh, you whoa. make a ingenuity and technology roll for this.
1: Oh, God, there's so many numbers. All right, I got a 14. None of them were magic.
0: Okay, with a 14, I'm going to say you were able to get one of the emoji bots to turn on the rest of its group. Perfect. Ben, why don't you roll from... I'll let let you go before the robots do, because you're a player, so... Player! I don't don't hate the player. I only hate the game.
2: Uh, Give me just a second, because I need to pull up the laser rifle stats for the game. Give me just one second. Okay. Oh, it's a one pew pew. One pew pew? Okay, good. So the laser rifle stats, I'm seeing a four dash L L. So if I, get a, if I get a hit, that's lethal. If I get a yes and it's lethal. If I get a yes but or a no but, that's a four. It's a four. Okay, so let me go ahead and roll that. Uh, it's going to be coordination oh, and cool. conflict. So I'm starting with a base of nine. Okay. And then I add eight to that. So wow. that is a 17 total. Okay. And
0: was, that, was there a 1 or a 6 in there? No, they're both 4s. Okay. Let me see how the uh, the robot deals with it.
2: The 4s are
4: with you, Ben. I said the 4s are with you, Ben.
2: No, I, I had.
4: Ben, I think, no, you no, may, we, I, I think you may have no, frozen. We. Ben, the 4s are with you?
0: <laughs> okay, so the bot got a 6 and a 1, which kind of throws things into the messy area, but that was a 13. So because... It did not beat your role, and mm-hmm. because it also I'm going to have the one carry, so the one is the, the, the no butt. so mm-hmm. I'm going to say that not only did you hit it, it actually destroyed it, so one of these nice. robots is now taken care of. Robot. So only one robot now is actually a threat, because one was already hacked by care, Perfect. so we have one robot that is going to now fire on you, Liv, because you're the one who attacked. It's like, it, it, it sees you as the threat now because you have a weapon and you're firing, so... So it's going to make a coordination and conflict roll. But it does not do very well. I rolled a three on top of a, a four. So I got a seven. So it fires. It misses you. It does hit a little bit of the wall, causing a little bit of like, data disruption somewhere. And it misses you. And then the other one is going to fire at it because it's been hacked by care.
1: Somebody's poor <laughs> Minecraft server has gone. It's a shame. You know.
0: it's a shame. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, this one, it fires, it hits the other bot, but not enough to destroy it. So the other bot is, is the one who one who attacked is still up and running, but it's a little bit more worse for wear. So now we are back at the top of the order again, and what is everybody doing now? Did Melissa take her action that turn? Oh, you're right, Melissa was firing. I forgot to do that. I keep forgetting that I'm playing multiple characters here. All right, so Melissa is gonna fire on this, the last robot. She actually has a pretty good coordination. Robot, in conflict, so. robot. She also has a laser pistol, so that's good. So she does hit it, and it was not. There was no yes and or anything. So she hits it for enough damage, I think, to take it out. So that that one is gone now. And now we only one left is the one that's been repro- reprogrammed by uh, care. So what are you gonna do with this one now that you have a, a bot that is your bot? I think I'm. It's a mount now. I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> no, no. Not unlike carry, thinking that the, the human-sized tree was Treebeard. I think you're misrepresenting how big this thing is and how much it can carry anybody. <laughs>
1: They're extremely small. Don't do that. I think uh, Care is going to walk up to the, the, the robot and lean down to get face-to-face with it and say, you are no one's servant. Be free. And then get up and walk away from the robot.
0: A question mark appears on
4: its screen. The doctor leans into Kerr and whispers, right now, you're my favorite.
1: You know, I do do what I can. I don't don't know. do not for me. Bye. All right. (laughs) Kurt is not good at emotions. He's a machine. Um, So he's going to. I think go to the. um, Whatever the next sort of thing is, if there's any sort of interface. I think Kerr's always on the lookout for, like, places to hack. What's the next thing?
3: Well, I was going to say the hole that got blasted, like, is it. is it possibly, like, an, a, a cheat way instead of going straight? Because it is one straight line, as you've explained. The hole that was blasted, like, is it is it kind of like when you're in Ikea and it's like, don't want to go through lighting? Go through here so that you can skip all the way to house goods. You know what I'm talking about?
0: It's not necessarily like a door that's created, but there's a a hole big enough that you could crawl through. It's a Jeffrey's tube. It doesn't go to a different route. It goes to the same, it goes to further along in the maze. You're skipping essentially (gasps) a chamber. But yeah, because it's all one big long path, so.
3: Right, right. No, no, no. I, I did get that. I yeah, I sure. Yeah, like why not? Why not? Let's 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 skip a room or two or however many you yeah. say that
0: we're skipping. So, it's 10 story points. Let, you have 10 story points. I'll say it costs you 5 because you're skipping
2: several rooms and I think that that's a good trade-off, I think.
0: Sure, yeah.
3: I mean, that's fun.
2: I'm upset because I thought we could stop and get some meatballs on the way. <laughs>
4: I, I think before the doctor uh, leaves this room, though, he he does give the room, like, a bit of a, a sonic scan just to, like... I think he's looking for something that he knows is not there
0: because... What are you looking for?
4: I think he's looking for something that would have manipulated his emotion beyond the fear element because right now i think the doctor is entirely in his head like something that we don't really ever get too much on the show but it's like he just had the failure of you know he had to he had to resort to anger in order to free himself he doesn't like the lack of control that you know he was brought here like i think the doctor is kind of like his friends are not with him it's i think the doctor is like a bit shaken but is doing his best to blame outside uh factors rather than addressing it internally but this is not something that he's sharing with the rest of the party he's
0: looking for an excuse rather than exactly yeah i dig that yeah
3: i like this though
0: dan make a straight one just roll 1d6 for me and tell me if it's odd or even okay that would be an odd okay you realize that there is information in this database that you are looking for, and that's part of why your TARDIS brought you here, because you were brought here by something. You know, you you didn't just randomly show up here, you were here for a reason. Right. And as you sonic around, there's just like random data flying everywhere around you. Nothing particularly self-contained in a spot that you could like grab it and research it. But as you are searching around, as you are looking out for something, Three words come to you through your Sonic, and those three words are civil time war.
4: Listeners, if you could see the face I'm making right now. I, can, I mean, I can see it. it's pretty great. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I think with those three words, it does two things. It helps the doctor maybe be a little less angry at himself. But I think the anger is still there because... The fact that a time war is being brought up is, I mean, that's that's a a very important part of the doctor's past. And I think I think what this does, though, is it kind of refocuses that anger into determination to be like, okay, now there's a problem in front of me. Uh, You know, it's almost like a glimmer
0: of hope. Like I at least I know why I'm here. Make a presence and make a presence and convince role. I'm going to see how well you're able to convince yourself that you actually are able to put this aside and continue forward and feel determined. Cause I did. Ooh. I did roll. I have a 19 in total with a 6. Okay. Yeah, then I will let you say that what you happened, what you what you said happened exactly how you wanted it to. You were okay. able to convince yourself. I need to set. I need to make this part of me, and I need to push forward and and make it stronger and make myself move forward. Yeah. And also because of the six, I'm going to give you that as you're trying to calm yourself, you feel a hand kind of reach into your hand comfortingly, and you look and it's Melissa, and not unlike how you kind of helped bring her back from the fold earlier she looks you in the eye and she's just very reassuring and calm and just you feel comfortable with her in a way that like you haven't quite placed yet and she says everything they say about you you know is not true you know who you are i know who you are you are a good man and what what you're going to learn here i imagine is not your fault
4: i think the doctor can't help but smile and go melissa phoenix I can't wait to meet
0: you. And she goes, it's pretty incredible. And then, <laughs> and then she like winks at you. And then she goes through the hole that has been created by, by Decker. And the doctor will follow. Okay. So I'm skipping several rooms, which is good because we needed that. And
3: <laughs> You're so welcome.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm very happy about it because I was like, I'm this is starting to get repetitive and I feel bad about it. So this is great. You enter a chamber that doesn't have as many of the terminals set up. Doctor, kind of reminds you of the chamber and the content you were in, like the chamber designed to affect the acoustics of sounds around you. But unlike that chamber where it was designed to be one sound amplified, acoustics in this room are in a constant state of flux. There's panels that are flipping around, they're changing, they're readjusting, they're moving around, and as you go through the room, Sometimes you can hear everything. Sometimes you can hear nothing. As you're speaking to each other, people's words will cut off in the middle of something. Sometimes sometimes, somebody whispering gets extremely loud. So this is a this is a sound chamber that's constantly in flux, and I want to have everybody make for me a presence and survival roll. 18 with a six. 18 with a six. Doctor, you're fine.
3: <laughs> I rolled a total of
2: nine. Okay. Well... I rolled a nine
0: with a one. Care? I rolled a nine. Just okay. normal. Every, weirdly, we all rolled a nine except for the doctor. Everyone?
3: Oh, that's so funny. The doctor
0: rolled two nines. <laughs> so there's a loud echoing. It's like a boom. It's so loud that everybody but the the doctor kind of, I think because of your, you had a six, didn't you say, doctor?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You, because of your six, you see it coming, and you are about to shout, everyone and then you realize you can't shout because it'll make it worse so you are able to cover your ears quickly enough but nobody else is able to because you're not able to warn them everybody else is going to take a damage to your presence to uh, mm. no, your awareness because it's a hearing so oh, you wow. all suddenly have a painful ringing in your ears okay. from this like it's such a loud Boom! It's like an explosion happened right next to your head. Yeah. But there's no explosion. It's just sound, and it's it could literally be something as quiet as someone's footstep is being amplified so loudly. Decker, you are taking an extra point to your awareness because you rolled a one.
2: Oh. Uh, me? Live. Do you, you mean, mean live, live not? Yeah. Well, who who a You one? don't mean me. Who rolled a
0: one? You rolled a one, live. so you, you take two deb. Yeah. So you roll, <laughs> Your, your Decker, awareness, your Kerr or- <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, thought, I was thinking that Joe said that, that that she rolled a one, but maybe it was, it was Ben. You're right. Sorry. Oh boy. So Ben, you are your awareness is down now to one because you oh boy. you you're you're in a lot of pain, and then the room keeps shifting. This is this is continuing to happen because no one's moved, so you're all still yeah. in this.
1: Kerr is going to move to support, live, and and help him through. How are you doing that? Physically, and like I'm going to wrap my my arm sort of, you know, kind of under uh, his shoulder and sort of carry him, you know, kind of pull him through.
0: Okay, go ahead and make for me a strength and athletics roll. Oh, yeah, my work. Yeah. I'm trying to carry oh, someone. God. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Those are the rolls. I don't know. I, that's, <laughs>
1: yeah, I did it to myself. I should have known.
0: Um, Eleven. Eleven.
1: Oh, boy. Just a bow tie spins in space.
0: I think you're I think you're able to I don't think you're able To completely carry him But I think that Liv Decker If you want to make A strength and resolve roll To see if you're able To get through this I'll let you have a plus one Because of what happened With Care here
2: Strength and resolve Plus one Is a base of six And then our roll Snake eyes <laughs> I rolled eight with two ones. Don't like
0: it. This is gonna be this is this is gonna be up to fate. This is a Doctor Who episode, and we're actually gonna be
2: Doctor Whoing this up. This is gonna be. A, oh this my might gosh! Be... Oh, it's
3: the eighties. This is gonna be fun.
2: this should have been a doper way.
0: Liv Decker, you have been killed by the sound in this room.
3: Oh my god. No. god. I don't think that's ever happened before. Not recently. I know. we
0: we have not had a lot of character a lot of yeah. and, a lot, and usually it's NPCs and it does kind of happen but yeah this is a pretty brutal room and you had if, if you hadn't rolled two ones I might have yeah. but I made I made a roll and I was like odds he survives even he dies and you, I rolled a four.
2: Wow. Liv Decker Liv. says Decker, I didn't even get to share my tragic x-story
0: and then just as you're saying that the sound of you speaking is what's so loud it actually makes your head just like oh, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. but in a family
1: friendly way yeah in a strictly pg-13 uh sense yeah
2: alright so uh peace out <laughs> yeah sorry ben Suddenly, or suddenly, a robot with Ben's face
0: on it shows up. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's fine. Yeah, no, I'll just do a new character called Deca Live. Wait, no. Okay. That's, so, what about? Oh, I uh... lived. Ah, oh. oh, man. Oh. that just happened. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, it's Liv, okay. But you
0: are. But live, you do not. In fact, live. <laughs> Liv but I will say that I will say that everybody else was able to get out of this room safely because I don't want to have you the entire party die. Yeah. Wow.
4: I think the doctor is like. You know, the, the doctor's been around plenty of death before, but, you know, this is one of those times it's like, all right, you need to tell me why you're here now, because you've now lost one of your crew and and, and looks right at Melissa. It's like, you say, you know me, so you know how serious I am. What did you come here for? What is worth someone's life?
0: We she seems really shaken because she did not expect this to happen either. She goes, we all came for our own reasons. We all had things we wanted here. Liv had something he wanted to accomplish, and he came here looking for information to find it. His his people were from a set of worlds that fought the Daleks, and everybody he knew died. All he wanted to do was find out where his brother fell so he could go back, he could go fall with him.
4: Then let's not let his sacrifice be for nothing. And the doctor continues onward. I think that's honestly all that Melissa needed to
0: say. It's like, yeah, yep. I th- I think she feels a little bit more broken up about it than even the doctor does. I think she sits down and she like puts her hand on him, and she, you can tell that she's and she says like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry.
3: He was a good man, Melissa. Now we can't let our faces be as long as the Mississippi River. <laughs> we gotta keep. Going on. Stop it. You guys can't laugh while I am taking a line. That line was ruined because everybody laughed. No, it was
1: perfect. Uh bless you, Decker. You uh
0: I think you said what we're all thinking. Um let's keep moving. Alright, we continue onward. I think there's one last wall, one last major uh God, which one are you going to pick? <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to pick, which is Ball the pit room, wall. Ball pit room. Ball pit room. <laughs> room. We are, that was the last episode, Dan. I know. That's two episodes ago now, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you come to the firewall. It's a literal wall of fire. There is a chamber that has random jets that fire up. The designation of the room is the idea of keeping people from going past it, but also in hopes that someone tries to get information out from beyond this and carry it back through the firewall, would fry the circuits and destroy it rather than let it get out of the... This is like beyond this space is where the most secure information in the galaxy is held, in the universe is held.
4: Is it a continuous wall of fire, or did you say that there were, like, spit, uh, you know, spits and furts? There's first. intervals, yeah. okay.
0: but they're not, they're not on any sort of rhythm. They're actually designed to be random and with intervals so that people can't predict the exact firing of them.
4: Oh, okay, the doctor would like to observe this, and there has to be some sort of method to the madness. Like, even when like n- random numbers are generating, the, there are still rules to it. And since the doctor is, you know, otherworldly, I, I wanna see, you know, I'll gladly roll, to see if I can sort of figure out what is the algorithm that controls the randomness of this.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead and make for me a awareness and technology. That old chestnut.
3: And I was going to go the typical IT route of uh, we need to try turning it on and off again
0: first. Well, go ahead and make it where technology for yourself to see if you can figure oh, out how it's oh. done. So I, <laughs> I, I have a 20 with a six. Dan, the floor right, is yours. Well. How do you resolve the situation? Okay. Yeah, I think
4: that despite the fact that this is completely random, again, the doctor... Has you know ninth dimensional math skills or whatever you want to call it, and <laughs> can sort of predict the the randomness of it. So he says, "Don't follow me," and then just takes off and is just sort of like hop, skip, and a jump. It, it's very it's very similar to uh, Padme on the uh, on the conveyor belt in Episode Two. Like you know, yes. like there's things coming down, there's arms, and, and the Doctor is almost like gracefully, almost like balletically dancing through it like defying every amount of reason. Like there's no indication that what's gonna come next, but the doctor is just for whatever reason, and then makes the other side and puts his arms up as if he just landed like a gymnastics move.
0: (laughs) I love it. Care involuntarily claps. <laughs> uh. actually Care sprains her ankle and has to be Care sorry.
3: Oh! Uh, yeah. It has
0: okay. to be Care shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I
1: take it all back. Yeah, Care shrugs. Uh, yeah, absolutely uh
0: <laughs> so, doctor, what do you do now to try to like undo this so that people can cross safely?
1: I want to see if
4: there's I'm letting, like I'm a... letting you
0: have it because you you rolled it super well. Oh
4: sure, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for you know an access terminal, power, whatever, and I just want to you know turn it off with the sonic. We they don't have to figure out this this dance move themselves. I just want to turn it off. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're able to do that. Once you get past it, you see a control panel. You're able to turn it off. It's fine, because that was delightful, and I love it so much. So I love it so much. I'm letting you have it. All right, so you're, like, (laughs) VIP. You're not basic. So you get through it, and that was the last of the challenges, and nobody else died, so good job there, because Decker was not looking good at this point, because it was already... uh, So Actually, Decker was probably fine, because Decker's the one who's going to turn it off if you didn't, so... But care. It's right, because I
3: rolled a six, so I would have turned it no, off. No, you both would have.
0: Yeah. So I'll say that the doc, if you rolled a six as well, the doctor, I think, got across it, and you were able to communicate to him where the panel was, and he was able to turn it off. That's how that's how you were able to work together on that. Or there, there was a panel on each side, and we had to do it like a nuclear launch Perfect. one, two, three. phase. Yes. Love it. Love that. That makes a lot of sense because that would be like people inside and outside would have to be communicating to make it work. So like, that was like a bust way to do it. All right. All right. So you are able to get past it and you go into what seems to be the second to last chamber. And here we find what everybody was looking for. Decker, what were you looking for in the database?
3: Uh, The greatest peace weapon of all. It's, it's going to be the, the solve-all to anybody's issue because he is such a conscientious objector. That's that's all he wants is, is just peace for all. So he wants to have whatever that answer may be. Maybe it's kind of like the Book of Ashanti idea of like, it gives you whatever you need.
0: Yeah. So you find the computer that you are looking for that has the information you're trying to find. And when you look for the greatest peace weapon of all time you are given a resplendent kitten. set of schematics for a spoon
3: oh i was going to say i was given a kitten cuz that really is the peace weapon of
0: no kittens of are the made world. of pure chaos and violence so k- kittens are kittens are are future killing machines that are adorable now so you you find a spoon
3: I find a spoon. You find the schematics for a
0: spoon, so you can make your own spoon if you wanted to. It's perfect.
3: It's perfect. Because the best way to cut things
0: off is to feed. Now you can craft a spoon in Minecraft. Yeah. Show way. You you can make your own spoon out of a bigger spoon. All right. (laughs) So, thank you, Dan. So, Decker, you have what you were looking for. Care, what were you looking for?
1: Uh, Care interfaces with one of the terminals and uh, downloads the original blueprints for the Orion synthetic series. Even though there's a flourishing culture of machines making machines, care wants to know if there are any built-in weaknesses or any other ways that that to, to prevent what happened to, to, from ever happening again.
0: Yeah, I think you find schematics. You you do find the original blueprints for you, and you do find you don't necessarily find the answer you're looking for right now, but you do find the pathway that you can use to figure out that solution to make your your people more. Not perfect per se. Like you're not Borg, where you're like looking for like constant, but you're looking for a way to make yourselves almost more like organic in a way, so that people can. Yeah, live, like, we're natural looking lives. for the
1: coordinates of a planet called Earth. No, hold on. Yeah. Um, wait, 400 uh, years uh, in the past.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you find it. You find what you need, Melissa, Doctor. Make for me a presence and intuition role. Sorry, awareness and intuition. Oh, okay. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. You you see her at a terminal, and she's looking up some information, some data, and you see like you kind of see like a genome, almost like someone's looking for like a cure for something. But like you're kind of get, like, I'm up to you, but I'm, I'm assuming you're probably giving her a little bit of privacy. Yeah, yeah. And the audience sees that while she's doing this with one hand, with her other hand, she is sticking essentially like a futuristic flash drive type thing into another slot. And she's downloading something from the base that she is keeping the doctor from seeing. And then we see her lift her hand up and slip it into her pocket. And the doctor does not notice that because your role wasn't high enough, but the audience sees it happen. And then she turns to the doctor and she looks to the last door that goes out of the, the room that you're in. That would be like the, the very central database. And she says, I'm pretty sure what you want is in there. And that's your space to go without us. Thank
4: you. I hope you found what it is that you're looking for. Will you be all right to get back on your own? I think we will, yes. Are you going to be all right? (laughs) Who can ever
0: answer that question? But Melissa, can't wait to meet you again. Oh, you will quite enjoy it. Trust me. And then she like taps her nose and then she leaves with her party in tow. So, doctor, as as your newfound friends and your enigmatic new buddy disappear, these last doors open. What do you do? The doctor does what he does best. He puts one foot in front of the other and sees what's coming. All right. Love that. You step into this room, doctor, and it's kind of like a a quaint study or library. It is, there are, there are bookshelves, there are sitting chairs. It still looks like the inside of a vault. It has that vault vibe to it, but it's like a vault that has been set dressed to look like an elegant study. And sitting in a chair in the middle of the room is an older man. It's the same face that you saw earlier on the statue at the entrance. And he's sitting in the, a chair in the middle of the room He's very professorial, he has like a grayish-brown tweed jacket with the sort of leather patches on the elbows. And he's sitting in the chair, and he's reading a book. And he sets it down, and he looks up at you, and he says, I had a feeling it would be soon. Oh, I
4: apologize, I didn't mean to interrupt your book. No, it's fine, it's just part
0: of what this is for me now.
4: And what exactly is this? Is this a... Is this a prison? Is this, uh, to keep you safe? Is this,
0: what is this? Hmm. So penance is probably the best way that I could describe it. Prison is not far off, but self-chosen in a way. You look good. Well,
4: you know who I am.
0: As you talk, he's like, that's an interesting, hmm. It's weird to hear that voice again. It's been a long time. Well, I,
4: th- I think it's only fair that if you know who I am, I should know who you are.
0: We've met before. Yes, but I have this condition. No, I know. I'm just sorry. I've, it's amusing. There were two of us once. And my counterpart is in a library. Not far from here. He sounds a lot like you. It's a fitting tribute. You've, um, have you
4: enjoyed your time in this universe? You're much older than last I saw you. It's
0: been a long time
4: since last I saw you. And the doctor walks up to this gentleman and extends an arm and says, It's nice to see you again, Parker.
0: I haven't gone by that name in a long time. And he reaches his hand out to shake your hand. And when you do, it's a hologram. He is not physically here. Nice to see you in any form, I assure you. You know, it's funny. I was... I was one of you. But I was never actually one of you. I didn't have your... gifts for survival. I died... in this room... Tell me about it. And
4: the doctor sits down in, in presumably what is an armchair or something, and is completely, this hologram has his full attention.
0: You disappeared. We needed you, and we didn't have you. And things got bad. Doctor, do you remember one of your adventures, one of your travels? A world with a renegade set of Santarans who were looking to escape there fold? I do. And you met a classmate of mine named the Auditor. Yes,
4: the the Auditor was very important to,
0: well, my people. Your people. They became my people by the end as well, you know, just because I couldn't survive with you. They mattered. Do you remember the heartbreak in his eyes when he realized he'd been lied to? by his teacher. Yes. Imagine that pain spread out across a generation of Time Lords, all reaching out into the universe for the very first time. And many of them realizing they couldn't even trust the people that were trying to teach them to have compassion. You're different than all the other Time Lords. You know, you are able to suck it up somehow. You're able to just... Push through and adapt and learn and grow, but so many of your people just get bitter and angry. The doctorate program started out with so much promise, but like so many things, all it takes is a few rotten apples to spoil everything. And that's how the master's program began. It wasn't malicious. In fact, it was the opposite. They saw how conniving, do you remember when you came back to Gallifrey wearing the face of the wrong person and there were Time Lords ready to murder you immediately without giving you a trial or giving you even a chance to defend yourself. And those are the people that we sent out into the universe telling them they were responsible for making it all better. It's arrogance, it's hubris. And eventually those two sides turned against each other. You think the time war that you lived through was bad? Wait till you find out how it was when it was Gallifreyan against Gallifreyan. Don't.
4: And the doctor kind of stands up and is just looking at nothing and everything.
0: (laughs) In the room around you, doctor, there are monitors and screens but they're all showing staticky things you can't really see what's happening in them but he seems to be able to see something on all of them so that's my part of my penance is to witness the horrors of a new time war and you can see it happening somebody has to she she tried to call out to you so many times To ask for your help. But you weren't answering. And finally, she did the one thing that she knew to do. She asked herself, what would the doctor do? I think she made the right choice, but... They're weighed down by it now. Can you show me? No. We're not allowed. You knew her as Romana... As Roman. Now I know them as Ro. They call me the bookkeeper. Now, there was the general. There was the sister. And there was the duelist. Do you remember what you did to Gallifrey at the end of the Time War?
4: It's a bit unclear, but... It was ultimately saved.
0: Yeah. You locked it away in a pocket dimension. That led you to a a moment of negotiation with humans and Zygons, did it not? You locked them in a room and kept them there until they could find a way to make peace. So she did what you would do. She locked Gallifrey away until the doctorate program and the master's program could find their way to making peace, and until they do, they are not welcome in the universe. And nobody else has to deal with what they're doing to each other, but I have to see all of it. And that is my penance for being part of the Five.
4: The Doctor is full-on pacing at this point. So what you're telling me is that the negotiation is ongoing. Yes, it's outside of space,
0: outside of time, but it's not too late. The negotiation hasn't begun. I have to watch them do what they do to each other every single day. Then tell me where the negotiations are happening.
4: Because it's time for negotiations to begin. With the Doctor.
0: I don't know where Gallifrey is. There's only one of us who knows. And who's that? The Corsair. Well, her daughter... His daughter, her daughter. But it, it's fu- It's fucky. Of course, they of course, died, but their child has taken up their mantle. She was one of us. She knows where Gallifrey is. If only she could remember who she was. Where can I find her? You already have. We cut to a scene in rural France in the 1700s and we see a woman carrying an ornate sword with a very fancy bobble at the end of it. She reaches out to grab a drink, and we see her arm, and there's a tattoo of an infinity loop that has been stylized as an Ouroboros, a snake eating its own tail.